Guys, welcome to the J. Scott Outdoors podcast. This is going to be a fun episode with Tom McReynolds of Black Mountain Outfitters. And we're going to be talking about New Mexico, kind of a mid-season elk report. But before we get to that, I want to thank the sponsors of this podcast. I want to thank the title sponsor, GoHunt.com Gear Shop, Cody Nelson, the glassing guru and optics authority, is the optics manager at GoHunt.com at the gear shop. If you have any optical questions, any optical needs as far as binos, spotting scopes, tripods, rifle scopes, what have you, give Cody a call directly at 702-847-8747, extension 2, or email him at optics. That's O-P-T-I-C-S at GoHunt.com. Tell him specifically that I sent you. He's promised me that he's going to take care of all the J. Scott Outdoors listeners and give you the best opportunity to make a great deal out there. So give Cody Nelson a call, 702-847-8747, extension 2. I'd also like to thank Kuyu.com. You can go to KUIU. Dot com to find out the best ultralight hunting gear on the market today. Uh, that is all the gear that I wore on my doll sheep hunt. It's the gear that I've been wearing on the Ot 6 Ranch during these elk and mule deer hunts. Uh, I wear it year-round. Uh, go to Kuyu, K-U-I-U.com to find out more. I want to thank them for their sponsorship. Also, Canyon Coolers. I just received the new Navigator Cooler from Canyon Coolers and love it. I've also got several of the Outfitter Series coolers. If you go to CanyonCoolers.com, use the J. Scott promo code, you're going to get a 10% discount on all orders. Guys, thanks for your support of this podcast. If you have any questions or comments or anything about the podcast or any questions that you uh, would like answered or or any, any comments, please email me at jscottoutdoors at gmail.com. You can also send me a direct message on Instagram. My Instagram handle is at jscottoutdoors. And I appreciate all of the the, uh, kind comments from you guys and all of the uh, uh, questions. And I try and answer them as quickly as possible. Let's get right to this episode with Tom McReynolds. And I'm excited for you guys to hear uh, this podcast. Welcome to the J. Scott Outdoors podcast. Today we have Tom McReynolds of Black Mountain Outfitters. Tom, how you doing? Good. How are you doing, Jay? Good. We're sitting at September 18th here, uh, mid-September. I want to get kind of a rut report and uh, kind of a status report on how uh, the hunts are going over in New Mexico, how the early hunt went, and um, kind of a, just a recap of, of what's going on over there. Well, the rut's been pretty slow. It's just in the past few days has really picked up. Uh, one of the guides sent me a video yesterday evening of a bull that was just going absolutely nuts. So the past, I would say, two to three days, the rut's really turned on. And those first, the first couple of weeks of September was pretty rough. Probably about the slowest, you know, lowest key rut we've seen in early September ever. Um, what do you think? What, I, what do you think causes that, Tom? I mean, it's pretty simple. Um, the elk have to be physically in the right shape to to breed. Um, you know, we had a really dry spring and early summer, and then 
had a lot of rain in, in the mid mid to late summer, so we got a lot of feed, but that feed was a little late. The, a lot of the elk that I've seen in person have just been, just didn't look as healthy as they normally would, so I think the rut's going to be behind by about, you know, two to three weeks, just because they're getting, you know, their bodies are getting in shape. They're, they got a lot of feed right now, so they're, you know, they're getting, they're getting fattened up, and the cows will start coming into estrus, which I think they have here in the past few days. Um, it just really comes down to feed and being ready to breed the bulls and the cows. So I just think we're going to be a little bit behind this year, but that'll mean we'll have a later rut. So our, our gun hunts, I think, will be really, really good. Well, that's good. Um, talk a little bit about with those early hunts, uh, you know, being tough and, and the bulls not really rutting. What kind of success did you guys have? Uh, fairly low success. I mean, there was a lot of shot opportunities. But, you know, as an arch, you know, as an archery hunting, you have to capitalize when you get those shot opportunities. Um, and, you know, we, we did kill some nice bulls, but, you know, there was some shot opportunities that were blown, so that kind of kills the success rate. Um, now, as the rut kicks up here in the next week, you know, we're in our final stretch for archery, so we'll probably do really well this week. Guys are, guys are on good bulls every day now, and we've seen some really good bulls. They're definitely short on the top ends uh they don't have you know they're off 20 to 30 inches maybe possibly more some of them but 20 to 30 is probably the average but i mean we do we have seen some bulls that are 350 to 380 390 um so there's there's some good bulls around but it's it's it, this last week's going to be the be the definitely be the week to be there so the archery hunt uh isn't there a late archery hunt that's going right now and does it go to the 24th or 5th or something like that yeah, the season goes until the 24th, which is Monday, and we're we're in our final stretch. This is our last hunt that we run, and we'll hunt until the 24th. There, there should definitely be some big bulls get killed in this hunt. How do you think with a slow rut, how do you think it will make for um, some of the firearm seasons that follow after this archery hunt? I think, I think the gun seasons are going to be great. I just think the rut's a couple weeks behind and which will carry that rut through mid-October, late October. Um, we've Some years we've definitely seen some rutting activity clear into the first week of November, which sounds crazy, but it definitely happens in our area. So I think the gun seasons will be really good. I just think there's going to be a lot of cows that still need to need to be bred. So I think, I think mid to late October is going to be banging pretty good. You talk about antler growth, you talk about, you know, seeing, you know, we're all optimistic, you know, when they're in velvet and what have you, and we all know that we had a really dry uh, winter and dry spring. Um, you talk about some of the bulls being 20 to 30, 30 inches off. Um, is that in the higher end bulls, or would you say across the board that most bulls are, you know, 20 inches down? I would say most bulls are 20, 20 to 30 inches down in my area. You know, we're we're more of a high desert, so it seems like we're a lot more vulnerable to, you know, the, the horn growth issue because it's just we're not down in the forest. It seems like down in the forest south of us, they have a little more consistent feed. In our area, when it's dry, it's just a little, little rougher. The elk prefer to be there because it's more open and, and they can move around a lot more. I mean, we have we have incredible numbers of elk right now i mean just i mean giant herds it's the elk numbers haven't have probably never been better right now 
because we did get really good rain in the summer, but it just didn't come soon enough for the horn growth. What are you seeing? Like, are you seeing great fronts but weak backs? Or, you know, what you're seeing at 20, 30 inches off on a lot of bulls, where are you seeing this loss at? Um, we're seeing it on the back end. So we're seeing it on your fourth points, your fifth points, and your main beams. Front ends are, are good. Um, we've seen big front ends, which is typical for a drought year in our area anyways. I mean, typically when it's dry in the winter and spring, um, the, for some reason the front ends are always big and the back ends are just weak. And we've just seen it. I mean, it's it's pretty consistent right now as to what we're seeing. Have you seen any broken bulls yet? Not yet. I haven't had any reports of any broken bulls, and I haven't seen any broken bulls when I've been out. So, I mean, that's a good thing. Typically, when the slow rut first couple weeks and they're not really going, you don't see a lot of broken points until once they really get going. I think that's a, you know, a positive for anyone that has tags, you know, for these later seasons or even some of these firearm seasons, would you agree? Yeah, I would definitely agree. Um, I mean, there was, we killed a big bull the first 10 days of the season and you could see in his horns, he was off, but that was the one thing that the guide mentioned. He's like, boy, this bull probably would have got broken before the gun season started. Cause just cause the, the mass just wasn't there. The horn density. Yeah. Are you, not, are you noticing not only bulls, you know, off 20, 30 inches, but like you talk about horn density, you talk about, you know, a lot of thinner bulls. You're not seeing that mass. You're not seeing, you know, the, the strength of horn that you normally see there. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's exactly what it is. They just didn't, didn't have the groceries to, to beef up that horn like they normally would. I'm sure a lot of people listening not only hunt in New Mexico, but hunting across the West, Arizona, what have you, when when there's conditions like they are right now, so we've got, you know, you've got good feed, kind of widespread, um, but they're just starting to get going. Um, is there any strategy or tactics that you would say that are, you know, playing key, you know, right now compared to maybe other years? Well, right now, I mean, luckily we're coming, they're starting to crank up a little bit, but this early season it was just all about glassing, getting up high and just trying to glass bulls and, you know, trying to find them. Um, I mean, when they're being quiet, if you're, if you're hunting country that's thick and flat and you can't glass, it's, it's very tough. Then you have to focus on water, you know, you have to sit water, but I mean, glassing is, is the key and, and we're lucky in our area, we can do a lot of glassing, but if you, you get in with bulls that are just being quiet in that thick, you know, thick timber and flat, you can't glass, it just becomes really, really tough. You need to get yourself somewhere that you can see. What are your elk doing as far as um, the temperatures have been hot? Have they been starting to pound the water? Yeah, water's been pretty good. They've, we've seen a lot of elk hitting at night for some reason, but it has been the warmest archery season we've ever seen. I mean, it was it was incredibly warm. So, I mean, they are hitting water, but it's, it almost seemed like they're being very nocturnal. Um, you know, it's uh, it's just it's been tough for the early season. What about uh, anything else, antelope, uh, mule deer, um, anything else to speak of, uh, any successes or anything, any bright spots that you've seen so far? Well, the, the growth on the mule deer and the antelope is actually phenomenal uh, from what we've seen. We killed a really big archery buck in the first week. Um, the archery, Ant a lot antelope of our, or muley? 
uh, muley. We our private land hunters they get they get to uh, hunt archery mule deer at the same time. And uh, there's been some good opportunities on big mule deer, and we've seen some giant mule deer. For some reason, on these dry years in our area, at least our antelope and our mule deer horn growth is usually really good on the drier years. You know, um, over here in Colorado, where I'm at at the Ot Six Ranch, a lot of the guys are saying when you have those real mild winters, um, that the deer actually do very well because they're not, you know, their bodies are not stressed. How much of that do you think plays into what you're talking about? I definitely think that's part of it. I'm, I'm definitely no biologist, but from what I can tell, it, it almost seems like they forage on different, different types of plants um, than the elk do. Um, and for some reason in those dry years, it almost seems like they get more nutrients and they get more juice into their horns. Um, so our, I mean, our antelope right now are just off the charts. We don't start our antelope hunts until, until mid October, but we'll definitely kill some Boone, Boone and Crockett bucks. And as far as deer goes, I mean, our deer are incredible right now from what we've seen. That's awesome. Uh, Tom, I know you just had a big um, raffle, a big giveaway. Um, talk a little bit about that and the success of that, and, and um, are you going to do it next year? And, and um, for the listeners that, that weren't familiar, kind of tell us what was going on. Well, we wanted to give people the opportunity to to come on. You know, a lot of people, these hunts are, are pretty high dollar when you start adding in landowner tags and everything else. So we wanted to give people the opportunity to win those hunts. Um, but on top of it, they get some benefits by becoming a member of our hunt club. Um, we have cancellation tags that come available a lot. We actually just had a couple of archery tags come available. And the members that are, you know, have become a member of our club, they get the opportunity to, uh, to get those tags first at a discounted rate. So um, it's kind of a dual purpose thing there. It's, it's to give people the opportunity at these cancellation hunts and these these opening like we have we get new ranches all the time and we give our members the first opportunity to hunt those hunts and at a discounted rate so it's giving those people those opportunities and it's also giving people a chance to win one of our guided hunts this time we're doing our next drying at the beginning of march and we're doing our hunts all inclusive that we're giving away so basically all the gratuity all the travel everything's included in the package. So they have absolutely zero cost out of their pocket if they win one of the hunts. What do, what do they have to do to enter? Uh, just go to our website and go to our promotions page, and you'll see the hunt packages on the promotions page. It's, it's bmohunts.com. Uh, they can go on there and take a look at the different hunt packages that we're offering. Um, we've got an elk hunt, a mule deer hunt, antelope hunt, and a Swarovski BTX package. Once they go on there, they'll see the different, you know, the different packages they can get and the different levels of membership that we offer. And there's different perks for each different level of membership. Um, it's a it's a great, you know, it's a great thing to to be a part of. And on top of it, you get a, you get entered to win one of these these different t- types of hunts that we offer. We do them fully guided. We take care of the hunter from A to Z. Um, it's a great opportunity. And what we're doing last. Last this last six months was our first time that we had we had done this, and we're increasing it now this year. We've offered some more benefits to each package, and uh, it's a great thing to you know, especially if you're looking for cancellation hunts or discounted hunts to be to become a member of. 
Cool stuff. So with antler growth being down, um, you think these this you know the the last part of the seasons here in New Mexico, you think with the rut kicking in, it'll be good. But as far as holdover bulls, do you think next year, if let's say we have a great winter and, and great moisture, is there is there a you know a, a, a bright spot looking forward? If if you know dealing with what we have with this drought and droughty bulls. Yeah, they're actually that. That is definitely the bright spot. It'll be next year. I, I predict right now will be awesome. You have a lot of feed that has come up from this summer rain. That feed will hold over through next winter and spring. So, I mean, I'm not too worried about the winter. I mean, we've got a lot of feed there for the elk. And I'll, what's going to happen is inevitably is a lot of bulls are going to get passed on, and they're going to get another age of maturity, and they're going to have feed there that's going to hold over from this summer. So I think next year will be incredible. Um, it's We've seen this in the past before. This isn't the first time we've been through this. Um, you're definitely, the years after a year like this is always great. I mean, there's always some great bulls. And if we have a really good winter and spring, I mean, it can just be the perfect storm to just kill some giant, giant elk. That's awesome. Do you have, um, I'm going to wrap up here. Do you have any available, you know, antlerless hunts or anything that um you know you still need hunters for that if people wanted to call you they could book yeah we've still got we've still got a few antelope tags uh we've got some cow elk tags and we have a couple of rifle and a couple of muzzleloader uh bull tags for this year also okay great stuff well tom as always um thanks for coming on and sharing with us and uh, i know you got to get back uh, to your hunters in the field and um just appreciate the time that you spend sharing your knowledge and uh, wish you the best uh, wrapping up uh you know another couple months here this fall season and then we'll be looking forward to goose deer and mule deer and sheep and all that other good stuff uh, coming up uh later later in the year here yep it's coming up quick well, Sounds good, and I'll, I want to give you a chance to let the listeners know how they can reach in. I'll also link it up in the show notes. Okay. You can go to our website at bmohunts.com, and you can also visit us on Instagram. It's uh, Black Mountain Outfitters underscore Inc. is our, is our handle. Um, and then you can link into our Facebook from there also. Sounds great, man. Well, God bless. I'll, I'll talk to you in a month or so, and we'll recap uh, how, the, how the remaining part of your season went. All right. Sounds good. Thanks for having me on. All right, buddy. Take care.